0: Good morning. It's good to be together today. My name is Emily Tilden, and um, I've been coming to Alliance Bible Church for about a year now. I started coming almost immediately after moving here from Kansas City, so um, it's been a joy to live in Oregon. Um, got to follow the invitation from the Lord to come. The people are amazing. The trees and the moss are amazing. It's a very good place to be. Um, Yes, so this morning I am going to be sharing on intimacy with God. My heart in sharing this um, is to invite us into a deeper place with the Father, whether you've been walking with Him for zero minutes. Or many, many years. The invitation for a deeper um, walk with him is there. And it's true today. And it's something that we can respond and say yes to. Um, So when I use the word intimacy, what do I mean? Um, Some words in the Bible. Abiding. Um, I'm going to read John 15. Abiding, being connected to him. Um, Communion. Communion with the Lord. Um, It's... Yes, it's the elements that we'll do later, but it's sharing um, a meal with the Lord always. Our life is communing with him, unified with him, um, and it's walking closely. Um, There's a leader back in Kansas City, Graham Cato, that describes life um, as just a long walk with our Father, and so that's what I'm talking about today, Um, and friendship with God. Um, which Jesus invites us into in John 15. So feel free to read with me if you'd like. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Um, So in this, we have this invitation from the Lord to abide, to be deeply connected and rooted in the vine, to grow and do nothing unattached from him. And he uses the word friend. He invites us into friendship. Um, Think of a good friend that you have and the way that you relate to them. You know their thoughts some are small and some um, are, are bigger deals. And similar to our walk with the Lord, we get to know Him. It seems insane because He's the maker of the universe, but He calls us friends and invites us into His heart so that we may know His thoughts and what He's thinking. Um. So intimacy is a response, and so um, everything I talk about today and on how to just walk closely with the Lord, we are responding to this invitation from the Lord. He came first in inviting us to intimacy. Um, he gave everything to be with us. I'm going to talk a little bit about the importance of vulnerability in intimacy with Him, Um, And he came first as the most um, vulnerable sacrifice. Him on the cross, he gave his whole self to us so that the veil can be torn in two and the gift of the Holy Spirit that we're celebrating today on Pentecost can be received by us. So as we desire closeness with God, we are not the first ones to have this desire. Jesus came first as Emmanuel to be with us. Um, so I'm, I have a, um, in that intimacy and as we respond, um, there's a couple ways that we give him our yes. So he's inviting us into friendship and to walk closely with him. Um, so you can change the slide. Um, and so this, Mark 12, if you've been around the church for a long time, um, these words are maybe familiar to us. Um, but they're our life, right? They're the reason that we're alive. And so Mark 12:30 says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And so I'm going to talk about two things out of this. So As we say yes to intimacy and communion with the Lord, we first love Him. And I'm going to talk about how that looks in the secret place. And then that comes out into following His second commandment of loving others. Um, So the secret place and abiding with Him there is so dear to my heart. Um, I graduated college like four years ago. And the last... Um, three to four years have been really marked by my time in the secret place, um, learning that pr- what prayer is, and that prayer is to be with the Lord. Um, and so in Matthew 6, um, you can change the slide again, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Um, in Matthew 6, he um, is teaching his disciples how to pray. Um, so following this, he, he says the Lord's Prayer, um, and he says, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And so we have this, this gift, this invitation to be in a secret place with our Father who loves us to have our words to him be unheard and uncriticized by any other voice because we're with him. This place might be a physical place. Some of us here have grown to love the place behind that wall um, to be with our father. Um, But as we abide in intimacy and love him, this secret place um, becomes like ourselves. We are the temple of the Lord. And so as I've learned to abide in Him um, in my life, give time to solitude solitude and prayer, I'm finding that this expression of worship and prayer also happens in my everyday life. Um, I teach third grade in the week, and so trying to find um, the secret place of the Lord, the presence of the Lord in chaos, that's wonderful, Um, can be hard, but just learning to find Him um, and it's there for us. This is our inheritance, person in the present God. Um, and so, prayer is to be with God. Um, growing up in the church, I, I learned how to change from um, understanding prayer as maybe some written requests about myself or other people to learning that being with God is prayer. So, silence is prayer. Telling him, my heart is prayer. Reading and meditating on His Word is prayer. It's the point is to be with God. Um, and when we pray, we need to pray with full transparency before Him. Um, I had like a season of doubt um, right at the beginning of college, where I just wasn't sure if God is who He says He is. Is He good? Can I trust Him? Um, and as I prayed polite, churchy prayers nothing was better. Um, I would try to do the right thing and say the right thing to him, but I just kept feeling like I was hitting a wall. But as soon as I opened my heart and prayed honestly about um, things I was confused about or anger, that's when I finally felt connected to the Father, so we have to pray with transparency. Um, I'm gonna read a quote from Henry Nowen about this. Um, He says, looking at prayer as a generous response to a jealous God helps us explain why we may have serious reservations about prayer. Prayer means letting God's creative love touch the most hidden places of our being. And prayer means listening with attentive, undivided hearts to the inner movement of the Spirit of Jesus, even when that Spirit leads us to places we would rather not go. So. Um, in prayer and in when we are vulnerable before the Lord, um, we do sometimes have reservations about doing this um, because what happens when we open our heart to the Lord, He will come um, and He wants us to be um, to our full extent. He said these words that our joy may be full. And so when we open our heart and we show Him the hidden and places of pain, In our hearts, He comes and He transforms those things. And so sometimes I find myself in a place of nervousness and reservation about showing Him everything Um, because what if it's too much or too messy or it's going to be painful to walk through healing in this? but it's, it's necessary and it's the best thing <laughs> to have full communion with the Lord. Just like a person, if you think about um, the people that you're closest connected to and the people you feel most seen by, if you keep part of yourself hidden, you will never be able to fully receive love from them because there's always this thing that's like, well, but they don't know that I have done this or I'm like this or I have this thing. Um, so when we open everything to the Lord, then um, that's when we can be fully connected to him. Um, and Jesus exemplifies this for us. He went into the garden, um, and Luke, right before he was crucified, and Luke twenty two forty two describes his moment of prayer, and it says... And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And so Jesus shows us what it's like to go in a place of pain and fall before the Father completely open um, and honest and letting him um, in. Jesus was not nervous about saying the wrong thing. He wasn't um, like on a... Um, tight rope trying to say the right things because the Lord, like the Father, might get mad. He was open completely um, in his pain and in his brokenness. Um, So that is the secret place. And the next thing of how to give him our yes in walking with intimacy with the Lord is going with him. Um, So as we walk closely with him, we go where he goes and he is with his people Um, Just like the video we watched, he is there. Um, And so as we love him and give our hearts to him, um, it's almost impossible. It's still a choice that we have, but it's almost impossible not to follow our Jesus to where he is. Um, In Luke, he uh, quotes Isaiah 61 as the reason that he's here. So I'm going to read that. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering the sight up to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Um, so these have been the sweetest moments of my life with the Lord Um is being in, in the secret place with him, spending a lot of time in prayer, but then having him lead me and meet me um, in, outside of my like room. Um, and so there was one time I was in Kansas City and I was driving down the road um, and there was a woman who was holding a sign expressing need. Um, and I felt the Lord asked me to go into the Walmart right by her and buy her some food. Um, the Holy Spirit was helping me like pick out food and things because I don't know, maybe she has kids, I don't know. Um, and then I was leaving the Walmart and saw another woman and then felt like the food was actually for him, for her. So um, I went to her and I was able to give her this food and I asked if I could pray and um, she said yes. so I was praying for her. Um, and kind of into her story that I got to hear, and while I was praying, this other car drove up with this, um, and this man got out with kind eyes, and he came and gave the woman a bunch of cash, um, and he said, "Don't stop what you're doing. Like bless you," and like gave for cash, and then he drove away. Um, and obviously, this moment was for this woman who is hopefully in a place of thriving now. Um, But it was also, I felt the Lord teaching me and showing me how this works. Like first I abide in him and I learn how to hear the voice of my shepherd. And then when I'm driving, I can hear him still and I'm able to meet someone he loves And I watched another person do the exact same thing. (laughs) And so I was learning that if the people of God were attentive to him, he knows what to do. He knows where the brokenhearted are and he knows how to help them. And so if we're attentive to him in the secret place, then we can learn to hear him in our cars and at work. And then we can respond to this invitation And when we do that, it doesn't feel like work. I don't feel like I'm striving. I feel like I'm falling forward into the presence and into the person that I know. And I'm filled with compassion that happens naturally when I'm in the spirit of God. and so I feel excited for the church to know um, their father and to hear him. And I feel excited of what could happen um, as we fall forward into his people um, and follow the footsteps of our king um, that, comes, that goes to the lowly. Um, so this kind of brings me into the next topic. So it's an invitation into intimacy. Intimacy. We respond with our yes in loving him and loving others. And then as we abide, there's fruit that grows from intimacy with God. So as we abide in the Lord, his character grows in us. And we have fruit in all circumstances. Um, I put Galatians 5 up. And again, if you were in the church for a long time, these things are maybe familiar. I had a ruler with all of these words on them and different fruits. So... Okay, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things there is no law. Um, And so as I grew up with those things on my ruler as a kid, I would read these and feel this pressure to create that in myself, like... I have to be kinder. And so if I had thoughts of judgment, it was like, I am a Christian and I have to be kind. And it was just like not working as I tried to do that on my own. Um, But as I said yes to the first commandment of a discipline of loving my father in prayer and in worship, then I found that it was more natural for me to see people cloaked in his love because I was dwelling in the presence of the Lord then, I was, I was finding that fruit was growing in me. Um, and the Lord wanted me to know that this is true always. So you can show the picture of Kansas. Um, I'm from Kansas. I grew up in a suburb. It's like Beaverton. This was not my view. But Kansas does look like this. And the Lord, um, I had a season where the Lord wanted to, teach and train me um, through the wildlife of Kansas, which include bats and snakes. Um, So there was one time I was just on a walk, hike thing in tall grass in Kansas. I just had this thought of like, oh, tall grass, I do not want to see a snake. So I just prayed fairly flippantly, like, Lord, take away the snakes. Like, <laughs> I don't want those, please. And within seconds, there was a snake right there. And so I sprinted away because thankfully they can't run. Um, and then I prayed openly and honestly before the Lord. And I said, what the heck was that? I just asked you for no snakes. Why did you put that there? Um, and I felt him say, did it hurt you? And I was remembering Psalm 91 about dwelling in the tent um, and how chaos can happen around me, but it will not come near me. And I felt this invitation to, even though um, he didn't change my circumstance, I have the fruit of the Spirit inside of me. I have the presence of God. And so I can choose in that moment to not be afraid of that spirit and to trust that no pain will come to me, that the Lord has me. Um, And so I also had a season, similar timing, where um, there were a bunch of bats that would, well, just one bat that kept flying into my house. Um, There was one night where it was in my air-conditioned window unit, and I heard it scratching, and I got up, and I turned the light on, and then it was right there, and it was so scary. It was so stressful. It came in like four times over a few months, and I would just pray and say, Please, Lord, stop the bat from coming in my house. I hate the bat. I hate it. Um, And I just kept uh, kept hearing him say, Find me in the midst. And I could feel that there was a good chance this bat was going to come back. He wasn't going to stop it. But there is this invitation that when snakes are at my feet and bats are flying around my head, that I can make eye contact with the Father and rest in my inheritance of peace that the fruit of the Spirit is mine to have and to hold even when there is chaos and pain around me and things that I should be afraid of. I can follow his commandment to do not fear. Um, And so yeah, these are a couple verses that came to mind in this. Um, So Psalm 91.1, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Um, this is a choice to say yes to intimacy. And as we say yes to him, he becomes our home. Um, and then the fruit of peace and joy, our inheritance of joy, begins to reign um, in our hearts and in our lives. Um, and then Psalm 23, 5, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Um, and so this has been the place that I find him. Um, in my life, I have always dealt with fear, even as a kid, afraid of things that feel big then but seem silly now. And then through like adolescence and adulthood, there's just still like fear and anxiety and worry. And in this place, I find that the Father sets a table for me, that I do not have to um, host him. Well, I don't have to clean up Um, my my own heart and my home to have him over, but he comes in the midst of my fear or anxiety and sets a table and invites me to eat with him. Um, People who are eating are not afraid (laughs) because um, if you're scared for your safety, you're not really thinking about food, you're trying to survive. And so this tells me that my father, in the presence of my enemies that feel heavy, like shame and fear, he is ready and willing to eat because he knows he has me and he knows that he loves me um, and he's preparing a table and a meal for me with him. Um, So this is my invitation and our invitation every day that no matter what enemy is surrounding us that there is a table that we sit at. I feel in the room that there's a lot of um, just different places that we might find the Lord setting a table. Um, maybe like it's mentally that there's a lot of heaviness with anxiety or depression. And that is the place where the Father is sitting and, and inviting you to come. Um, or maybe there's a lot of brokenness or pain in family relationships. There's a longing for someone to come back home or to come um, and be in a place of health. And in that space the Lord is sitting and asking you to come sit with him. And in that place is where we open our hearts before him and we tell him um, our deepest desire. But we're in a place of trust and safety and joy as we commune with the king. Um, so as you, we kind of go today, here are just some things. Um, That have helped me in walking this. Um, The first thing is just expect a slow walk with Jesus. Um, He is, he take, he cares for you so much. And so he is not in a hurry to get things done. Um, I find that I'm surprised a lot when he is not um, in a hurry to get back to work, but actually he values me in my heart the most first. Um, And so his pace is slow, which is beautiful and occasionally frustrating. Um, And the next thing is inviting the presence of God into places you didn't think you could find him before. So this might be the radical belief that the spirit of God wants to make your desk and your office. Oops. Hi, sorry. Um, so just, like, think of the, like, a mundane place that seems like the Holy King would not want to be at, um, but actually he wants to be with you always. That is the truth that we can, um, live by. And so in your places that are mundane, he actually has an idea of either how to be with you or how to be with others in that place with you. Um, And this could be like, so how to do that would maybe be really simply just acknowledging like, okay, here I am in my desk or at my home. I didn't know that the Lord would want to be here. I'm just acknowledging you, Holy Spirit, that you want to be with me now and that um, I'm listening. Um, it can also look like, especially if you're a parent of young kids, um, if it's loud always, um, something I like to do, you can pray psalms um, or just any verses. Just You can just take like two lines and turn them into a breath prayer. It's like breathing in, the Lord is my shepherd, and breathing out, I shall not want. And you can have the same verse all week. Um, and really meditate on the word even in the midst of chaos. And then you're dwelling and you're um, communing with the Lord. You're walking in intimacy in your everyday and always. Um, I also, just rhythms of solitude and prayer. Um, I know this again looks so different for us um, as we're all in different places in life. Um, Maybe you are retired and you're able to give a lot of time to solitude in prayer um, and inviting the Lord and just to be with him. Um, But maybe you're a younger family or you're just really, really busy and um, quiet and solitude sounds like, what is that? I don't remember. Um, Then, but I just think that it is necessary, like um, even just once a week to quiet our hearts and to be with him. Um, And so that we can be aware of where he is and our feet are grounded and rooted in our vine. Um, And this is a time to meditate on his word as well. Um, So this morning, um, I just am hopeful and I bless you to know the Father more and more each day for the rest of your life. And I pray for deeper intimacy with the Father as you give him your yes, either for the first time or the millionth time of saying, yes, Lord, my life is for you, and I walk forward and I want to follow you. Um, And so I just bless and I hope that you um, experience the joy and adventure of walking closely with our King. Um, We are going to respond together with communion this morning. Um, and I'm going to read um, out of Luke 24, it is um, at the end of the road to Emmaus. So the Lord Jesus had died and rose, but many of his um, followers didn't know that he had risen. So he meets these two on the road, um, and they're talking to him, not knowing it's Jesus. Um, And it says, So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, "Did not our hearts burn with anness while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the Scriptures?" Um, so I'm, we can even pray with me, and then we can do with the elements. Um, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you meet us on the road. We love walking with you. You are the kindest person I will ever know. And it's an honor to hold your hand and to be your friend, to know your thoughts and to know your hearts, and to be known by you and in the breaking of the bread is where I find you. So I see your brokenness on the cross as an invitation for me to be um, vulnerable and fall at your feet um, and show my own brokenness before you. Because this is where healing and um, joy and peace grow. So Father, together we receive your invitation to come close. We believe that you're better than we think you are and that there is a depth that we have not yet seen in our own lives, in our own walk with you. We want to come, we want to come closer. You are, you are behind and before us and you lay your hand upon us.